for the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be touched uh, in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this uh, chapter 9 of the book of Psalms. Let your people help us to understand um, what uh, these words mean. And Lord, help us that uh, this may be uh, to us an instruction and, and to us also an encouragement to worship, to honor um, your name, to glorify your majesty. Lord, uh, help us this morning to see how to praise you, how to praise thee in the midst of the congregation of your people. Let all of us this morning and even our people that are uh, here this morning and all those who are coming, I pray, O God, that we will rejoice in coming to worship you and to uh, praise your holy name. Listen to God this morning once again. We love you so much. Amen. Please be delivered. The state of the day, this is a beautiful morning now once again. Uh, there are a lot of verses to read, but actually, um, these are all very, very beautiful uh, and I think this is uh, prepared by God for all of us to, uh, to understand the praise to God. We need to give praise to God. Uh, this is a psalm of David. And this really actually happened because of the, the situation that we went through. This is the time where um, David's son, uh, by the name of, I know, the, 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 the infant's son from Bathsheba, that died in um, first or second Samuel chapter, chapter 12, verses, uh, verses 19 to verse number 20. Chapter 12, verse 19 and 20, the Bible says here, But when David saw that his servant whispered, David received that the child was dead. You know, uh, he knows that you know, the child will die, but he still prayed to the Lord and asked God, uh, hoping that the Lord will, will remember, uh, will turn away his anger from it because of the things that he has done. And that the Lord will spare the child. So that's what he did. He prayed unto the Lord. And this is because of his sin against Uriah. Uh, let's take a look. Let's take a look at uh, from verse number 7. Uh, verse number 7 of the book of 2 Samuel chapter 12. This is where Nathan, Nathan said to David, Thou art the man that says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel. And I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wife into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in thy sight, that thou, that thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword? And thou hast um, taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, because thou hast despised me, 
and hast taken the wife of Uriah and he died to be thy wife. And he said here, uh, uh, in verse number, verse number 15, uh, you see Nathan, Nathan departed, uh, left David there, and Nathan departed into his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. The baby. And David therefore besought God for the child, even though God already had judgment, and David knew it, he still went to the Lord, and supposing, you know, the Lord who knows, because God is principal, who knows the Lord will listen to his prayer, and will help him, and will help the child, and spare the child. And, and in verse number 16, And David had therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted, and went in, and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not, uh, he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then fix himself? If we will tell him that the child is dead. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and, and came into, his, into the house of the Lord and worshipped and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did it. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive, but when he, the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While, uh, uh, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. So this is this is David. He is very unusual. He's very different. Because people, you know, uh, when 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 the person is sick and then the family will will Still rejoice there and, 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 and stay comfort because the person is still alive, but when the person or the loved one is dead, if anyone will mourn and will, will fix themselves with, with sorrow and, and grief and, and crying and they uh, no, they would they would eat they, they would not eat food. But David is so different that after he learned that the child is dead, then he
will come down to this earth and each one of us will have a position there. It depends on how you work for Christ. It depends on how you live your life for Christ. If you are living as a Christian today and you are living for your own self, I will tell you, I don't know where are you going to be placed by God in this kingdom. Because God will only select, you know, will 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 crown, will give rewards to his servants, uh, only those who are faithful to him. That is why we have the opportunity now. This is very balanced. Each one of us will have the opportunity to serve our Lord. Serve him faithfully in your heart. Serve him with all your heart. Do not be swayed. Do not be, you know, uh, 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 distracted by, by the material things. This world will, will come to an end. The Lord Jesus Christ will reign. And notice here, who are these people that will, will, uh, will reign with him? Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ will reign, but he will reign with us. Only those people will reign. In other words, the rest of the Christians who are not faithful to the Lord will just be reigned. Not, not reign, not reigning, but will be reigned. There are people that will reign and people that will be reigning. Okay, look at this in Revelation chapter 20, verse number, uh, verse number 4. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 4. And I saw thrones, plural, that means more than one. And it might be 300 or something, or depends on how many nations this world has. It depends on how many nations. So that means the number of thrones. And I saw thrones, and they, so these are people like you and me. These are people who work for Christ. These are people who are serving Christ faithfully. Because you cannot reign if you are not faithful. It will depend upon your work. This is the reward that we are talking about. The coming of the Lord is not just for us to be taken to heaven, but the coming of the Lord is to be reward. Behold, my, my reward is to give every man according as his work shall be. According as your work shall be. You cannot reign if you are not serving. I encourage the young people to serve the Lord while you are young. And serve him faithfully. Because the Lord will give you his kingdom. Young people, this is the perfect time. Because the Lord's coming is very soon. If you serve me now, you have an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to, to magnify God in your life, and He will use you. And if God will use you, God will promote you, and God will make you reign with Him. Notice again, let's go to Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. Why judgment was given? Because we are just ordinary people. I do not know if the Lord will make me a mayor of Oakland. I cannot, I do not know how to, how to run the city. But the good thing, I do not need to study Oakland University. I don't need to study Harvard. I don't have to go to West Yale to study law and um, economics. I don't have to go through that because the Lord will give me judgment or wisdom. The Lord will give me wisdom. 
so that I will be able to run the city. I will be able to, you know, run the family. This is God's doing. He said, and I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them. And notice it. This is different now. He said, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. These are the people that really love the Lord. These are the people that refuse to leave if living is not serving God. They say, okay, if you worship your God, if you worship Jesus Christ, you will die. But if you do not worship Jesus Christ, then you will be free. These people refuse to be free. They would rather die if, you know, if, if living a life and not serving Christ. They refuse to, to you know, be a part of the society. If the society is not serving God, these people refuse. These people refuse the mark. He would not receive the mark. They cannot buy, they cannot sell, they cannot drive their car, they cannot use their ba the bank system, they cannot use the, you know, the, um, uh, the market. They cannot buy a house, they cannot own anything because they do not have what is required by the society. You know, the COVID-19 is a preliminary. COVID-19 uh, vaccination is the preliminary. The same system they will apply. Time will come that many people will be, will be, uh, you know, confronted with this inconvenience. And people will just give their hand, okay, give me that. So that I can buy, I can sell. It's so hard if I can. So they will, they will just relinquish, they will just relinquish their soul. So Satan, so that they can be a part of the society that they are living in. But these people refuse. So therefore they die. Notice here again. And I saw the thrones of them, and the thrones that they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, the Bible that we are holding. A lot of churches do not use this, this Bible now, uh, but again, we must, use, we must be true to this Bible. And for the word of God, and we shall not worship the beast, neither his image, neither have received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they live and reign. And this is the, the, this is the word that I'm looking at. Reign. Some people will reign with Christ, and some people will just be reign because they are not serving Christ. They are serving themselves. They are saving themselves, so they relinquish that future reward. They relinquish the future reward. You see, uh, this is um, what David uh, is saying here. That we are here to praise the Lord. We are taught to praise God. We are taught to give God the honor and glory. 
enough. In, in back to Psalm chapter 9, back to Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, uh, this talks about worship on a personal basis. He said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. You see, what David is saying here, David has a resolve in his heart. David has a resolve to worship God through personal praise. He is not dependent on the nation in general. He is not dependent upon his upon his servants. He is not dependent upon the pastors there. He is not dependent upon the, the, the Levites. He is not dependent upon those priests in the temple. He is not dependent. What he made the result of his life is, I will praise thee, O Lord. This is a personal, personal worship. Worship must be personal. You don't come to this church because everyone is coming. We come because we want to worship God and our coming yep. will not depend on, oh, I have to come because this family will be there. And then, no, yep. it will not depend upon them. You come. You come because you come for the Lord. Yep. But while this is a personal, this is also a corporate experience. We have a personal worship, devotion to God. But coming together, we will experience the greater joy of a corporate experience of praising to God. And again, you can, you can see here that David declared this and very clear about this. He said, I will praise thee. Before you come to this church, while you're still, while you're still in your home, you got up from out of your bed, you prepare yourself. Why? Because we have this determination. I will praise the Lord. I will worship God. You know, David did not speak for his nation here. He speaks for himself. He did not use the word, we praise thee. We will praise thee. Psalm 150, 
Psalm chapter 150. They both praise in worship here in, in verse number verse number two. Psalm 150. Verse number two. It says, Praise him for his mighty act. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. We need to praise the Lord because he is worthy to this praise. So again, worship is a personal, personal devotion. You come to worship God, you come because you will personally praise the Lord. But coming together uh, will be the result of that individual devotion. Now in verse number 2, if you go back to our text in Psalm chapter 9, in verse number 2, worship should not be a doleful or mournful experience, but rather our worship should be joyful. Our worship should be jubilant. Look at this here. Look at verse number 2. He said, I will be glad. I will rejoice in thee. I hope that is the, you know, the, the aura of our coming. I hope this is the, you know, our coming to worship the Lord is first and foremost a rejoicing of our life. We thank the Lord. Lord, thank you that I am not a hospital today and I come to worship you. Lord, thank you that I can come today. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. We are not coming with, with, with sorrow, sorrowful heart. We come with joyful spirit because God allows us to come. You see, Coming to the Lord should be accompanied with singing. That's why we come and first thing that we can we can um, experience in our worship is the singing. We sing songs, joyful songs. We have heard, you know, um, a joyful song, a joyful sound. Send the light, send the light. It's a joyful song. Before we come to, to listen to God's word, it's a song. That's why everyone can experience singing. Everyone is experienced from the heart to sing those songs. It is what God wants us to do in our in our worship. We start worship with singing. And that's just that. We will see that um, all worship must be directed to God and God alone, who is worthy and deserving to be praised. We cannot, you know, well, you do not come to church because uh, we have this pastor like that, we have the, this, this people in the church. We are not coming because of people. We come. And we praise the Lord for people, but we come because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's take a look again. Revelation chapter 
Revelation chapter uh, chapter one. Revelation chapter one. I'll read to you verse number four to verse number six. The Bible says, uh, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Revelation chapter chapter one, verse four to six. Grace be unto you and peace from, from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us kings as it is and made us Kings and priests unto God and His Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And jump to chapter 52. Jump to Revelation chapter 52. Verse number 8. Chapter 52, verse number 8. And I, John, saw this thing and heard them. And when I, when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Verse number, verse number 9. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophet, of them which speak the things of this book. Worship God. Worship only God. Do not worship any other creature, uh, any other people. Only worship God. Again, go back to Revelation, I mean, Psalm chapter 9. Psalm chapter 9. Psalm chapter 9, verse number... Uh, well, take now verse number... Again, verse number 2, it says there, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. And again, this is what how to praise him and worship him, because praise be ascribed only to the Holy One, only to the Holy God, and righteous, righteous God. And he must be the one that will be exalted, elevated. He must be the one to be um, elevated above all. You know what? Our worship, when we come to church, our worship should be should be uh, centered only unto the object of our worship. And that object of our worship is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, the center of our worship is not the act of worship. The center of our worship is the object of our worship, which is the Lord Jesus. Again, notice this. Uh, you can find this in Revelation chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. In verse number 
for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Jump to chapter 5. Jump to chapter 5, verse number 12, and verse number 13. And saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Now this is the worship that should be addressed to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to address this worship only in Him. Now go back to Psalm chapter, chapter 9 again. Psalm chapter 9, verses 3 to 5. This speaks about the judgment of God. God's judgment on this place here. In verse number 3, to verse number 5, he said, When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my rights and my cause. Thou standest in the throne judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. You see, David was now upon the throne room of worship. He was there worshiping the Lord in, and, and in his fortress. Now, after that, David is ready to turn to the destruction of his enemies. Again, the destruction of his enemies must not be done by him because he, he can destroy his enemies. He has, I believe, the ability to destroy, but he is not going to take it upon his own hands. He is asking God to take that part to judge these people, not by his own power, but by God's power. Not by his own goodness or greatness, but by God's own goodness and greatness for the destruction of the people. You see, this is really um, a faithful part of God. Because even though he was the king, even though he had the army upon his disposal, uh, he's not going to use his might. He wants God to, to destroy his enemy. He wants the heaven to take care of his enemy. This is um, David being the king of Israel. And he asked God that these people will be destroyed by the goodness of God. I don't know how, how can the goodness of God destroy the enemy. But that is what he's asking. That these people will be destroyed by the goodness and greatness of the God of whom he serves. You have enemies today? It's better not to fight back to our enemies. It's better to leave it unto the Lord to handle, you know, the fight. Just like here, the Lord fought David's battle. The Lord fought for his people's, you know, Battles are the God that we are serving. He will be the one to fight for us. Because he said, he only mentioned it, that he 
Because at any time the Lord can take him away, at any time the kingdom of Israel can, can be subdued by the enemy. At any time his, his reign can finish. So that is why he is confident, his confidence is only in the Lord. And again, him being a king, the Lord uh, punished him. He was not allowed to do foolish things. The Lord punished him and, and, and judged him rightly, judged him fairly, and the Lord judged him justly. God was very, very um, um, just in his dealing with David. You see, David is like a person that has God's favor. Yes, he has God's favor. No one can deny it. But you see also the punishment of David coming from the hands of God. That he came to his own senses upon learning of his own sin, and he cried unto the Lord, and he begged God for the forgiveness of his sin. He begged God and cried unto the Lord. Notice that in Psalm, Psalm chapter 15, I think 51. Psalm chapter 51. You see how he cried unto the Lord. Have mercy upon me, O God. This is David, who's got all the papers from heaven. But notice how painful it is when God punishes because of his sin. No one can get away with his sin. If you sin against the Lord, Maybe God has favor upon you, but God still will punish you, and you will cry the bitterness of Christ. Not because God hates you, it's because of your sin. If God will deal with us accordingly and deal with us justly and fairly. David is our example here, because he has God's favor. He is the man after God's own heart. No one can take that title from him. That's only he. No one can take it away from him. But this is the man. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to, to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blood out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy spirit, and be clear in thy justice. Behold, I was shaken in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceived me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part, in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hands of sin, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. You see that feeling that he was so down. He was trampled down because of his sin. Not because of anything, because of his own sin. That his bone, he said, is broken. That is the ramification of this. That is the result of this. And God deals with him. Even though he's a special man, he's a beloved of Israel. And he is the beloved of God. And yet, he cried the bitterness of Christ in his life. How painful, you know, is the result of sin. Stay away from sin, brothers and sisters. Let us, you know, uh, that is, again, so many uh, people will be fallen because of sin. And, and all of us 
that. And the only thing that we can do is to stay away as much as we can. Stay away. Whenever the church is open, come. Amen. And then stay home and, yep. then, and then commit sin there in your house. Whenever the church is open, come. Whenever yep. we have program, come. Whenever we have the youth, especially the youth, stay in the youth program. When we have special events, come. All of us are welcome to come. Because our church is blessed by God to have all these programs so that it can be a protection to you. The programs that we have in our church can be protection coming from God rather than us uh, going somewhere and sin against the Lord. Because we know how painful the penalty of sin. We know how, how it is with, with sin. With sin strikes us. It is not really uh, something that we can bear only by God's grace. So here, verse number five. <laughs> verse number five of the book of Psalms. What happened to Alright. I will not go farther. Because I don't want to move to Time is up for me. Uh, I will voluntarily stop my lesson. Uh, but this is a beautiful lesson. You will enjoy this. The book of Psalms, a really great, great um, book. And you have a lot of things to learn in the book of Psalms. Alright, so uh, let's um, close our, head, our, our eyes now and close our heads and pray and give thanks to God for this beautiful chapter of the book of Psalms. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Thank you for this beautiful chapter of the book of Psalms. Teaching us, Lord, to praise you, to give praises of your name. Bless your people what they told. And Lord, let your word be our instruction in our everyday walk with you. Because without your word, um, we do not know, Lord, what to do. But thank you, Lord, for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us the church that will uh, also uh, show to us and lead us to the world. Now, Lord, uh, I pray that we will have this personal devotion. When we come to church, it is because it is our personal way of um, giving praise unto you. It is our personal desire, our resolve, to come and praise your name. So, Lord, bless all of us. And thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the corporate 